Stardom 101. Stardom 101. Stardom 101. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Shining light on today's tastemakers and innovators. Kicking with your host, Christopher Boykin. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. We are back once again. Thank you guys for tuning in to our show, our platform weekly. We really, really, really appreciate you guys tuning in to the entrepreneurs, the small business owners, people that's literally on the rise to stardom. And with that being said, I have a very, very special guest. You guys are going to love this episode. This man is a public figure. He's a content creator. He's a businessman. He's a family man. He goes by the name of Mr. Las Vegas of That One Family. What's up, my friend? What a new player. <laughs> I love it. Let's, let's give it to him. Let's give him something good today. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. How do we start? Uh, I'm going to put on my right guard so I won't. Oh, that's right. You guys ain't. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up man how's your day going man it's going great uh you know started off early doing a little spring cleaning in the garage moving things around you know organizing a little bit to have it uh more of a studio setup you know like uh like to have green screen back screen and all that good stuff in our garage as well so that's that's what we're doing early today yeah yeah just getting it ready you know the new season is coming summertime right around the corner every what they say everybody coming outside yeah yeah <laughs> I already got, I already got on my, I already got my speedo set up, you know. What I'm yeah. My, my face is all over it, so I can start. Got my little skates. I'm about to start skating. In. <laughs> you about to let it go, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Let's start off with the beginning. Let's give the listeners a little background, of, if you could, of your journey into the music industry. Right? How did that come about? All right. Uh, so let's start off. Uh, I was in prison as a teenager. Mm. And I, I was sitting in my cell and uh, I was thinking what I'm going to do with myself. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things that uh, like you find yourself in there. Either you're going to become a product of the system or continue or just get out and actually fix yourself. And uh, I was one of those. Unfortunate, I was fortunate to uh, to have a lot of good mentors in the pen. Mm. Uh, like OG homies, they were uh, stirring me the right direction. And they, they saw they saw a light in me and they, they knew they said, hey, you. When you get out, make sure you whatever it is you're gonna do, you, you know, you chase your dream. And I was like, okay, cool, you know. Yeah. And the music thing, you know, I was rapping, and I was the only Hispanic artist, only Mexican artist that was able to to rap around other 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 races, because in the yeah. business, it's pretty like segregated. And I don't like that. I, I didn't grow up that way, but mm-hmm. just the way it is in the pen. So, but uh, I was the only one that was able to get away with it, and. Uh, I, I branched off once I got out the pen. I, I linked up with some of the people that was in there, and uh, wow. they co- connected me with other with other rappers that were up and coming. And so when that started, it, it became like one of those things. With Vegas, never had uh, really a music scene at the time. Mm-hmm. I was at that time there was only Doomsday. They did gangster rap, and it was Click of One, which were good friends of mine. One was from North Las Vegas, and the other was from East Las Vegas. And I'm me. I'm from the East Las Vegas, and and with the when I came out, I, I linked up with both sides. And mm. So they the older they 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 showed me the game, but I was so far ahead of what I wanted to do that I I decided to just do my own thing. You know, I mm-hmm. just printed up my own posters, my own flyers. Went to this, spent my own. I had my own money that I invested in my own self to make to make it possible. You know, I mean, 
it's like it's like you can't wait on nobody at that time you know because time times everything back then because cds the cd sales is like it was so flooded with so many artists mm. cds at that time and uh like I said, we didn't really have no artists back then. And I ended up being one of the first Vegas rappers that I just popped trunk. I just started wow. in the back of my trunk. I went to all the squat meets all, all across the West Coast. I ended up uh, pulling up to some like the Sam Goodies, the Tower Records. And the Tower Records were like, oh, well, let's see. Just leave me 10 and let's see how they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, cool. So I left them 10. And then within a couple of days, as they, they called me. like, hey, um, you got any more of those seats? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> leave me a box. You know, I'm not a box. Oh, Lee. So, and he calls me a week later. I was like, hey, um, can you give me 100? I'm like, all right, cool. So I gave him 100. So in a month, he, he set up a meeting with the VP of Tower Records. Mm, wow yeah so from there I, I my distribution just began just kicking off from there and it was crazy because it was like it was it was unheard of at that time in the like 99 and 2000 early 2000s of uh vegas rappers you know at that time yeah and so you have a do you have a favorite music highlight or memory i mean you you moved over literally uh 500,000 records man i was yeah. like whoa that i mean do you have a favorite memory that sticks out from the music um, yeah, uh, when uh, the v the vice president introduced me to this uh, guy that started a label that was a con that was uh, connected with uh, Universal, and he was he was a uh, franchise with them, mm. so he linked me out with them and I got signed. But the only problem is the only thing I didn't like about it is that they put me in the box as Chicano rap. Oh, okay, I see. So that that kind of kept me segregated and i didn't like that term you know even uh, though i am chicano i'm a mexican-american but it's just like in the music business is like i want it to be mainstream or just gangster rap or just rap period you know correct because that in that point they put you in a, in a different genre and then when other people are just looking for new music i they won't see me unless you're a hispanic a person that likes to listen to hispanic music and then that's one of the things i didn't like about it it was so segregated at that time mm. Wow. So, okay. so I had a I had I I did my best to step out of that, you know. And I told him I said and then one my music manager that, that had the whole deal, he was killed in the car accident. So oh God bless his soul. Wow. Thank you. And it's it's been tough. So he he I ended up being dropped from the label mm. at that time and because they didn't really know what to do with me because at that time they didn't even know what to do with Chicano rappers, you know, as they would call me, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as they were calling it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I had it just like, all right, I'm just going to just venture off, flew to Texas, started mingling with different people. I was meet, I was met up with some of the producers that got Grammy Awards that were along the lines with Selena, A.B. Quintanilla, uh, Baby Bash, Frankie J, uh, all the, the, the producer. He's, his name was Jaime Payne Ortiz. And uh, this guy, he was he had an award to receive that year himself as well. So mm. he took me with him. We went to the floor, uh, to Florida, Miami. And at the time, I wasn't really signed to him just yet. And then the, a lot of people took a liking to me because of the way I was dressed, the way I presented myself. And uh, I had a little brim, a little Stacy Adams brim hat, suspenders. <laughs> I had the uh, the Stacy Stacy Adams shoes, the black and whites, you know, with the nice dress up pants. Yeah. And I just looked like a crossover of a Pachuco slash uh, Frank Sinatra. Okay. You know? So, and, and it just me, I was just, you know, all tatted up and like, I was something different that they've never seen before. And, 
they took a liking to me and the universal, not universal, but Univision, which is, is a, a, another market. You, I'm sure you heard of Univision. Univision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they said, Hey, you know, we can do something with him. So I ended up signing a little, little contract deal, not with Univision at that moment, just with the producer and, and his management. They gave us a deadline. Univision gave us a deadline for a 3.5 million deal, which didn't, didn't uh take off because another tragedy happened oh wow with my producer his wife his his wife his mother-in-law and his daughter were killed in a car accident by a drunk driver which led my producer to to overdose oh goodness wow to where the company of univision said hey we we they cut off the you know they like you know we're not going to tolerate this type of thing and they thought we were on some you know weirdo stuff and yeah yeah they kind of put me in a in a, a bad situation so i mean i didn't give up you know what i'm saying and so i just continued just to push my cds just through my distribution with tower you know okay how did you land up on the uh, the radio station man 97.5 how did that go down yeah so 97.5 uh i was uh i when they first started in vegas uh, i seen them post up i'm like who is this what's this station you know i just seen their little truck I say, hey, I said, I said, where are you guys? Um, you guys are a new station. What do you guys do? They said, oh, we do rap and R&B. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm a rap artist myself. Like, oh, you, you are? Well, we're looking for all the hot spots. So I took them to all the hoods, you know, on all the parts of Vegas where yeah. people would actually want to listen to them. So when I did that, they were like, oh, they were grateful. And then they took me back to meet the, uh, the program director. And then I met the owner of, uh, of KVegas.com, you know, KVegas, which is 97.5. So oh. they took me over there, which Sharita Salisbury was a program, program director at the time. She's like, hey, so, well, uh, what kind of music you do? And I told her, I said, well, I do this kind, but I also got some radio style music. Okay, well, let me take a listen to it. So I did, hooked her mm-hmm. up, and it's like, we're going to, we'll spin it, and then we'll give it a shot and get to see how people, you know, how people feel from it. So when that, when they started playing me little by little, and they started a show called uh, Street Fuego, which was all Latin Latin because at the time, you know, there weren't too many Hispanic artists being played on the radio. So they had a segment just dedicated just to strictly just on for Latin artists. So here here I go again, getting placed in the box, which is fine. <laughs> as always. <laughs> <laughs> getting placed in the box again. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I guess it's just I'll just go ahead and hop on this uh, on this train and see where it goes from here, you know? Correct. So I did it and I started becoming one of the top. Uh, requested artists, you know, on there, knowing I was from Vegas and people were tripping out because like, oh man, Vegas, Vegas. So, and it became like a controversial thing because you had, you had uh, other artists that weren't Hispanic that felt some kind of way about the station playing me because I was Hispanic and they said, oh, they're like playing him because he's Mexican. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, bro. Like, yeah, I see. You know, like that's not the way it's going. It's Mm. just, Hispanics never get radio play, and this is the early 2000s, you know? Yeah, yeah. You guys got 88.1, you know, they cater to all the whole black community, and, like, you don't see me bashing you guys that you're not, they're not playing me. Exactly, you're right, yeah. So I I was like, I want to get played on there, you know? I would love to, I would love to get my music played on there, but they've never, I've submitted my music to them, and then they just turned me down, you know? yeah. Even 98.5, they even turned me down. And they're supposed to be for us, you know, for Vegas. So so long story short, when that began, uh, I was going through some things at the time when I when I started blowing up for, for like, just the regional 
on just on the regional coast, like just west coast, you know, south down south, kind of where all the Hispanics were at. That time, uh, I was like, I was going through some things myself, and then when the, I had a situation that was not really involving me, and it had something to do with my mom. When the feds ended up raiding my mom, they we lost everything, and unfortunately, I had to like put my music career to the side. I had to take care of my mom, and I had to. Uh, I was still trying to do the music. Yeah. Hard because all my finances were all taken. It was seized by the by the feds and the IRS. This was in 2009. Wow. And, so when this started happening, uh, 97.5 was still playing my music at the time. And then uh, I was still trying to like, still trying to stay relevant, but it was hard because CD sales was already starting to go down. Okay. I got a bankruptcy check from Tower Records and another one from uh, from FYE because Sam Goody went out of business and everything started going out of business. And so that's, that started slowly dying out for me. I see. And, uh, I see. So I, I didn't really have no more revenue, how to go about it other than to travel and just still try to pump trunk, pop trunk and then and do this. And uh, and at that time, I, I couldn't really do that much because I had to take care of my mom. She was blind from one eye. And uh, so I started taking care of her. And then I just kind of like just backed away from the music. Every now and then people will call me to do shows and I would just go, you know, I was like, well, if the price is right, I'll pull up, you know. Yeah, yeah. If everything makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so Lita Salisbury calls me, which is the program director. He's like, Johnny boy, what you been up to these days? We haven't heard from you. Me. Uh huh. He goes, come up to the station so we could talk. So I pull up. I'm I'm just thinking we're gonna go have a, you know lunch or a dinner and just hang out, you know, because she was a good friend of mine. And then she's like, hey, Eric, I want you to see if you could help help us with 97.5 with our ratings on on this part since you're local and a lot of. You know, you have a lot of fan base, you know, and we can, we can get this going, you know, help you get back in the scene again. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So wow, that's what's up. Okay. So I, I started co-hosting the Street Fuegos on Sundays, and then I was catching a lot of heat uh, from other DJs. And they're, I'm not, I mean, they were friends of mine, too. They were cool. Just some of them thought I was, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I'm just going to just be bluntly and just say it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought I was sleeping with her. You know? Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. And in order to that position, that's I'm like, don't you know? popular in this town? I can walk anywhere and sign autographs and take pictures, you know, only and, and it's like one of those things like why can I never get a break or anybody except the fact that I do have a fan base? Why is it that have to be that I have to step with someone or because I'm Mexican or or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's always something to it. There's always something and like I, I, I don't like it and I ended up just quitting. You know, but I, I stayed there. I stuck around for a couple of years and and um, and they, they gave it to another guy that he was well deserved of the, of the position as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was there, I met a guy. He pulled up and we interviewed him. His name was Little Moco and he was a YouTube sensation. He was contracted with YouTube and he was a big fan of mine as well, which was I thought it was crazy. Like, you know, for someone that is big as him, he gets millions of views. And then he had a million, uh, over a million subscribers on this YouTube channel. So he was like, hey, Johnny Boy, uh, let's get somebody at Mr. Las Vegas shit over here on my um, on my channel. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. You know? What you yeah. Because why? I thought you was going to just be this hardcore gang member, but you're, you're, you got a sense of humor. You should yeah, you saw the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I came through and shit, and it, and it was like we started doing it, and I, and I showed up with a little, little white mustache, I guess, old guy. Uh, <laughs> and I played the OG, you know, yeah. 
it was just funny. And it, from there, it just went to the point to where I, I contracted with him and I just fell in love with the whole the comedy thing with him. Wow, that's what's up. And so that one family, is that around the time that that one family, your brand, your conglomerate with your wife and kids, you kind of zone into more of that, the creation of building that brand? Yeah, it uh, it all started in uh, the, that brand began during the quarantine. Wow, and, look at that. Yeah, and I didn't know much because in me, I mean, I would just, I'll just go hang out with some of the homies or my uncles and just get lit and come home all just like buzzing or drunk or whatever. And I'd just be laying on the floor and like sleeping like I wouldn't make it to the room, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? And then, you know, she don't like me having shoes in the house. So she gets mad at me, you know? So she threw a bucket of water at me one time and she videoed it and she okay. uploaded it on TikTok. And at the time, I didn't know anything about TikTok, you know? Yeah. So, and then my, her and my sisters started pranking me, doing stuff to me. And I just always seen them laughing and everybody, like within them three, had like a little thing, you know, doing stuff to me. And I didn't, I didn't have no idea what was going on. And that's how, uh, like, people started to recognize me as an artist. Some people knew me, oh, that's that rapper from Vegas. And some people knew me from the Little Moco, uh, the Little Moco channel on YouTube. Yeah. And also, I was on Telemundo. Uh, I did some acting for Telemundo on a, on a big show called Caso Cerrado, which is like on a, like a Judge Judy slash Jerry Springer type of show, you know? Okay. Exaggerating, it's funny. But it, like we have to look serious and just that type of deal, right? So people recognized me from that show. And then there was people that didn't know who I was and they just found it funny for someone to look as hardcore as I look, yeah, to like be funny, and I didn't, I didn't know what they were doing to me. You know, I was just <laughs> going along what they was doing. Like one day there was through, they like stand right here, and boom, they hit me with something. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so it, wait a minute. So it was, it's literally unscripted. You didn't know nothing about nothing. It was be wow. That's pretty dope, man. <laughs> so and that's when. That one family began because okay. we all just like, okay, we're, ain't no one safe in this house. So, okay. so we all began. I just started throwing hot sauce on her. Uh, she threw, she put <laughs> in my mouth when I was asleep. I, I got like, we were just going back and forth, you know, we just doing stuff to each other. And at the time we didn't know how the, the guidelines worked. I just thought it was just fair game. Okay. We started getting hit left and right with, with uh, the community guidelines. Okay. And, they violated some of our videos and saying that that's bullying harassment and then like no nah, that's fair game to us but we didn't know you know so i see so we had to tone it down a bit but uh our our audience just loved what we were doing and it was just crazy it just it blew up so fast yeah we started getting uh endorsements like uh even sponsorships and, and it led to to where like you know what we're gonna make this bigger than than, than what it is right now. So let's just do this. And my wife's like, are you sure? I don't know. And my wife wasn't ready because she's not used to the whole media stuff, you know? Okay, okay. I was about to say, did anybody have any media background or any kind of nothing, huh? Just... Uh, my wife did. It. it was just me and my my older two sons. Okay. Two sons, they, they used to, you know, they rap too. And I would take them on tour with me and stuff like that as, as they're little and they grew up to be little rappers. One does reggaeton and the other one just does street rap, you know? Nice. So they're they're up and coming. They got they got some nice stuff about to, uh, to pop off. We're gonna be pushing them here this year. 
Yeah, let's talk about what they're working on right now. What's some guys? What's some things that uh, you guys are working on? You said sponsorships and got pretty much you got some ventures and deals with businesses, which is amazing. Is anything else coming up uh, potentially the end of this year or throughout the year that the fans can look out for? Yeah, um, shoes. Uh, we already got shirts right now. We got shirts, hats, beanies, sweaters, shoes. I just recently designed some shoes, and they're they're really nice. I just ordered a few of them just for for the family to wear and see how long they last before we decide to try to sell them. Okay. So, you know, I don't want to know. Oh, no, these are some cheap shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> type shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we ended up just going ahead and hooking it up, you know, like getting it done properly. And and the shoes came out really nice. And uh, I like I like the whole, the whole concept of the shoes. And I think those will do really well for us as well. Musically wise, uh, I have music videos that are coming. We're trying to lock in some stuff with uh with a producer like film producers that that are and tied in with like with Netflix or Hulu or like any of those companies you know that um that are looking for for a, a fresh a fresh face fresh uh something different for their for for their uh, platform on on their TV like even if it's just uh just reality TV show type of thing. And I yeah, I was just, you know, it's crazy. That was my next question. I, I, I see you guys literally going into television, movies, and films. Is yeah. that is that conversation being being had between, amongst the family? Yeah, amongst the family, that's my our main goal. That's okay, main okay. Goal is that. And that's what we want to do. And uh, my wife's just getting ready. She's like, well, let me work out some more. Let me hit the gym a little more. I said, you look good. Who cares? You know, you look fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. I look fat. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Everything's accepted these days. <laughs> yeah, like if anything, I got to be a little beer good. I need to get rid of, you know, like. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, shoot, I, like shit, like we, we can, we could definitely make this pop off. I mean, I know if we were to catch that, uh, catch a break on that, because we, we got hit up. We got approached by some people that were supposed to get contracted with Netflix, but I guess the deal fell off. Okay. Something happened. I, and, uh, had happened amongst within those producers that were trying to get all this set up and they they loved our whole dynamic you know our whole like we were bringing something new to the table that what they had going on it was going to be a show and they were going to intertwine what we do into their into what they had going on okay and how's the music going with your sons that's that they still currently making uh music as well yeah they're making some new music right now and uh, uh one's doing reggaeton mm -hmm. uh, and he he's uh he's about to start working on his music out his uh his video and next month and then my other son is finishing up his album right well his ep right now he's finishing up so one is j-boy espinoza he he does the uh reggaeton okay and the other one uh I, his name is osis is my other son and he he does the, the new rap that's out there right now that style of rap that's out right now he likes to sing rap mm -hmm. he does that all that type of stuff you know What's up? What's the process? Or what? 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 Uh, what's you guys' process when you putting content together? You know, do you do you like? Does the kids go first? The wife go first? Like I, that's interesting to me. I don't know how. What is the? What's the process of a content creator? Like, is everything mapped out to the T? Sometimes yeah. it's unscripted, or how's that work? We just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anytime, at any moment, we could be at a restaurant. We what? Could be at a family's house. We could be like just in front of the house or inside, you know. Like we made a mess in the house a few times, you know, like to where she, she someone told her, "I'll, 
I'll pay you a thousand dollars. I'll cash up you a thousand dollars if you prank your husband. But what you know, those soaker, super soaker guns, uh huh, a bunch of hot sauce and spray his mouth when he's sleeping, right? So I, w- I was on the couch, you know, hungover again, right? Trying to <laughs> again, <laughs> again, she gonna spread it all in my mouth and it filled the big. And it, I spit it, and it went all over my white T-shirt. It went all over my my white couch, uh, all over the carpet. It was just like crazy, like. Oh. <laughs> so we have no boundaries when it comes to that. It just, it is, it just at that point, in the time, whatever, like floats our boat at that moment. We we even thought about like, uh, like when we do the tr- like some of the trends like on TikTok. Uh-huh. We map that out, you know, because TikTok also requires us to do the trends. So we do the little trends that they got. So we'll map out for that specific time. But like when it comes to our pranks and our skits, that type of deal, we that's just right off the top of the dome. And we just go for it. Wow, that's what's up. Do you guys ever want to prank anybody or want to work with somebody? Do you got somebody like on your list? Like, yeah, man, we can get close to this artist, this musician, this actor, get a chance to work with them. Is anybody on your like target list to work with? Mine is... Uh, my main guys, Kevin Hart, George Lopez, Adam Sandler, Paul he- Hart. Yeah, Paul Lake. Yeah. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him. It, those, those are some of the guys that uh that I and even Will Farrell, you know. Oh God, yes, yeah, Will Farrell. I like uh what's that guy named Joe Joe Coy? Yo, he's good too, yeah. I like him. Him and uh Iglesias. I love him. I love him too. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I can see, I can see it, I see it. <laughs> yeah, fluffy, yeah, fluffy, yeah, Iglesias, yeah, him. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, oh goodness, this is my yeah, guy, he, man. He's definitely, uh, he, he's, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I noticed that uh, one, one, uh, one of my videos, uh, he liked one of my videos too. Even the guys from uh, Next Friday. Yeah. The, the, all the, the cholos that play the cholo actors. Uh huh. Rolando Molina, he's one of the guys that that played in. Uh, he he follows us on TikTok and he. We went live with each other one time and I'm I was, you know, I was a fan of him and he was a fan of me. And it was crazy for him to be a fan of us too as well. Which was wow. Great. So it was but that's another we, we already spoke about collaborating too. When I go to LA, we're gonna link up and collaborate on some stuff too. Yeah, that's what's up. Are you guys looking for any type of partnerships? You mentioned collaboration, any ventures, any sponsorships, anything like that. How yeah. do people outside of the world, because, you know, content creators is a new thing, is a new uh, evolution thing. How What's the process of working with your family? How does that go down? As far as like the sponsors, when they contact us? Yeah, the partnerships and the ventures and the sponsorships. Yep. Yes. So what happens is like, Normally we get we get several emails or even like in our inboxes and they'll ask us, hey, uh, can you wear this shirt for us, and we'll pay you, or can you can you uh, like show like wear like show people that you're using our deodorant? Can you ah, product placements. Yeah, okay. Products. So we got a lot of those, even chains, watches. You know, we've we have different different people that send us stuff, and and it's pretty cool because it's a uh, it's like it's new it's new for us. And then we're, we're very humble. We don't even like, we don't, most of the time, like people tell me, hey man, you need to charge to do it. But something we just do it for fun. You know, like we, like I just do it out of love. And then yeah. my wife now, she's been on me, you know, she's like, she's gonna choke you with my hair again if you keep telling these people for free, you know? Nah, it ain't for free no more, baby. <laughs> it's like, we, we can't like every city that we've been to just traveling and stuff like that wise. And even when we do our, our meet and greets, uh-huh. 
know, like we we just we just go to the stores in other states and cities, and then like right off the back, we just run into fans. Oh my God, there goes that one family! Wow, they recognize you guys, man. That's what's up. <laughs> so, oh my God, I didn't even put my eyebrows on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. <laughs> Look, I was even watching some of your videos before I called, before we the interview. I was like, holy shit. This is My family's like, oh, I want to see it. <laughs> like, yo, you guys got it, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Got man. it, man. Seriously. It's just I, like the whole, like the whole, like the, like our vibe in this house is just so, it's just off the chains. Cause even before then, when I was just doing the content stuff with with uh, on YouTube with with Lil Moko and stuff like that, it, it was just like my sons would get, hop on it too, and then my wife every now and then. But she was always shy, you know. She comes from a whole another type of background. You know? Yeah, blended family, right? Yeah, we're a blended, fa- blended yeah. family. So, yeah. And then her son for a minute too, which is my stepson. He was he was all for it for a minute, but he ventured off into he like he likes motorcycles and all that stuff now. So. Okay, so he do his own thing. Yeah, he does his own thing, and then he fell in love with this one, uh, this one girl that he met, and he's you know, lover boy, ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. So yeah, of this course. Is open whenever he wants to come back, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up, man. What's some advice you can give families? Because uh, you guys are doing something completely different, I, and a lot of people don't work with their family. They always say, "Set keep family and business separated," right? You guys have it together. So, what's some advice or tips you can give people? Because uh, there are millions and billions of families out there. What's some advice you can give them as far as what to expect, the highs, the lows, and how you guys actually manage it? Like, how do you turn off TikTok and go to real family private time? Do you separate it? Is everything just unfiltered a go? Or is this like, hey, now nah, that's enough? Or, you know, we, we do this only on this time. Everything else, the world don't need to see. Uh, we This is no filter. We just go for it, you know? Man. So- so we, we'll do the family regardless. You okay. Know, what the reason why our, our families like our bond is different. I, I mean, I know a lot of people have been through a lot of hardship themselves. A lot of uh, like a lot, lot of us, like with us and our family, we've dealt with a lot of deaths over the years, like several deaths, not just, yeah. not just once out of the year. We, we, I deal with like once, once a month. Wow. Oh my goodness. Sometimes two, three times. And just a year ago, we had seven in one month. And uh, sure. And it's like even like through all those things, it just it just brings our families closer. And it like it, like I've had I've had situations to where I almost lost one of my sons, you know. So it's kind of yeah. like uh, it's kind of like I, I stay stay my my bondship with them is 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 like crazy. Like we we're just bonded like brothers. And and then with my wife too, because she's been through a lot of stuff herself before me, and enduring me. Like she's like, man, I've never been with someone that's been to like funerals, like like if they go to lunch type of deal, you know. And I just told her like, I was like, this is what makes me humble, you know. Mm, because, you know okay. You know, and for anybody like for anybody that's like, the only thing I could say is that not everybody has the drive of wanting to like pursue something because some people fear it, fear success, or uh-huh. they feel like they're gonna fail. But I mean, you never know if you're gonna fail or not. Even if you do fail, it don't. I mean, you just just become a better person. And some people just can't handle failure. Yeah. So it's hard to tell them on how 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 to make them feel as far as um, like the family ship and getting them together. Because some people like have worse families. You know, uh-huh. some of them don't even get along with each other, and they have more they have more like more 
excuse me, I don't want to send a cuss word, but uh, they're, they're, they have more of a messed up situation with their families. Yeah. And I, I don't want to like say it on here because it, it might touch home on certain people, you know, but they know what I mean when, 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 when it's too close to home, when certain situations you got your own family rocking you or your, or, or they get molested or, or yep. like long tragic long stuff. Mm -hmm. so all that stuff like plays a big factor when it comes to like bond and family and whether they're, they're going to not just have any kind of trust with anybody. And with us, it brought us all closer mm. and uh, being a blended family. It, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely gave us hope because I, I promised that I can be something better for her than she was. And she had it with her last. You know? That's what's up. That's what's up. Any last uh, final shout outs or salutes or uh, this public flowers you want to give to your team, your supporters or your family? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I want to give a shout out to my wife, Jenny Coco Puff. Just kidding, she don't like that name, but I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, uh, Jenny, uh, my son, uh, Glorious, my my daughter Melina, my two sons Osis, and uh, and J Boy Spinoza, my stepson Anthony, and then all my team, uh, because we go we go along bigger than just that one family. As a, as a as a family, I got homies that I've known since we were kids, and a lot of them just got out of prison, so. And they're and I and I'm pushing them on my music on the music stuff. So uh, shout out to them. Yeah. It's a uh, City Temps. It's a uh, Citizen, uh, Spook G, Stack Doe, Illa G, and a shout out to my homegirl uh, Sofia Maria, Neto Fuentes, Reina, and everybody that's involved. Even uh, Dawson, which is or one of our music engineers. He, he he just got an award too because he done some he did some stuff work on uh, Don, on Donda's uh, Kanye Kanye's album he did too, he did he were, he engineered two of the songs on there he's he's our engineer so it's, I'm very thankful for him as well and his team yeah definitely shout out to 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 you yeah yeah thank you man Artem <laughs> definitely shout out to all my fans on TikTok and on, on Facebook Reels because we're. Facebook Reels is starting to take off really huge for us, and that's becoming another huge success for us. And they're fighting to take us away from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and it might succeed because they're doing—they're treating us a little bit more better. They treat you better over there, huh? They treat us better. I mean, we—we <laughs> got a lot of fans in TikTok, but Facebook Reels is becoming our, our about to become our new home, you know. So there you go. Well, we appreciate you for tapping in. You—you you guys heard? You listened to? Like I said, Mr. Las Vegas of That One Family, make sure y'all tune in. Also go to their website, thatonefamily.com. Everything is up there, the videos, the contact information, the bios, the high, everything is up on that platform and that website. Stay tuned, hit them up on social media, lock them in, you know what I mean? Go to Facebook Reels, go to TikTok, keep what they're doing going because what they're doing is setting an example. They're pushing the boundaries and the people and the families love it and stardom definitely salute you guys. One love. That's what's up. One love, man. Are you on the rise to stardom? Well, get featured in the next issue of Stardom 101 magazine and promote your business or products today. Text MAG to 804-550-8647 or visit stardom101mag.net. You're listening to the Stardom 101 magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode. Oh. 
and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.